All right, so fellas, y'all know we always start this thing off with a would you rather or or mm-hmm. a question along those lines. So you are officially the owner of two new franchises, one football team and one basketball team. What two players are you starting off your franchise with? All right, who want to take this first? Um, I mean, I... Oh, it, it, go ahead. Whoever wanted. No, no I'm saying, guy, can go ahead. I like. All right, I'll I take it first. I'm taking. I don't even remember the dude's name. I think it was something right, maybe. But Common's character from Just Right, and I know that sounds crazy because that's not a video. That, that's not a movie that's centered around like the basketball aspect of the film. But if you think about it, this man, the Common is what six two at best, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This man was leading the league in MVP voting. He tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL, was out for about three months, came back, averaged 30 in the playoffs, and made it to the finals. Yeah, well, uh, he's six feet tall. He is six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know what six-footer you know clapping up D-Wade in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, it, it, it talked crazy to D-Wade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and mind you, mind you, that movie dropped in what, 06, 07? That was prime D-Wade. That was the best version of D-Wade we was going to get. And bro was like, hey, hey, come here real quick. Let me, let me, let me put you in this torture chair. That was in 2010. So, yeah, that's one of the better versions the D Wade, yeah, that saw it, man. that's that's pre oh, yeah, that's pre Brian D Wade. That D Wade giving you 35. Yeah, hey, not if you got common, not if you got <laughs> yeah. he is not giving you 35, not no more, not no more, my boy. Yeah. All right, so oh. who would you start your for? Or you know what, let me make it even easier for you. Any two random teams, any two random teams, but you gotta you gotta start off with just one player in each sport, so it gotta be at least two different sports. Any two random things. I kind of want to stick to football, but when I think of football movies, I can't think of one person that's just that dominant oh, I got on the one field. Football and basketball. <laughs> Go right ahead. I got to think about that. I got to think about All right, football. For, for, for football, I'll do football first since we on the topic. I'm going maggot from the youngest yard. Nelly, boy, that yeah, boy yeah, used I to was... get up out of there, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm talking, you get him the ball. He getting yard after yard. You remember that first day he came to practice? They was like, he, he they didn't even have he, shoes he on. He didn't even have <laughs> shoes, bro. That was sick. That was just sick, man. That was that was nuts. That was absolutely nuts. Yeah, bro. And who who I else did. did you get for basketball? I gotta go, Damian Carter from Coach Carter, bro. Uh, because bro came on, transferred there by himself, had his dad sign off. Person, Chris. Damian Carter is a real person. That's a real I'm, I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. But I mean, you said in the movie. So That's you want. That's fair. I did not right. say fictional. That's fair. That's right. Right. So in the movie, Damian Carter, the uh, he, he low key carried his team as a freshman, you know, transferred in and everything. So you know what? I got my answer. All right. Talk to me. Football, I'm going uh, Bobby Boucher from Waterboy. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie, that's a good pick too. Think about it though. Man was faster than anybody on the field. He was trucking over anybody. They was already playing down south where it was prospects. So imagine if you got him into like a professional program and you actually had this man work on his craft and get in the Wait, gym every you said day. Who? 
Bobby Boucher from Waterboy. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah. ima- imagine if you got that man with his raw physical skill set and actually got him like in the gym and working out on the routine. I mean, listen, he was he was a different breed. He was a different. <laughs> like, bro got mad at somebody, gave them the ball, hawked them down just to kick him in the chest. Like, that's... <laughs> All right, and, and if I got to go fix, you know, to fix my answer since Gibbs didn't clarify, I'm going to go Calvin Cambridge. Chris. What if his shoes get ripped off? I was just about to say, that man is one shoe <laughs> tear away from your franchise being... I, I, I got you, but, but, but he going to sell a lot of tickets quick. He gonna sell a lot of tickets quick, man. Listen, I'm I'm sorry, but I gotta I got two for you that I know y'all not gonna love them, but I gotta say it anyway. Number one, if we talking if we talking any random sport, give me Charlie Conway, bro. Charlie Conway was the captain's captain. That's that's the guy that you need if you starting a hockey team off. A playmaker that could do a little bit of everything. Got a little bit of defense to him. He got the right <laughs> attitude. Listen. Really, when I when I thought about it, I wanted to name it's so many really good football players, fictional football players. I'm like, bro, that that guy would be great to build your roster around. Until yeah. you really think about who they are, right? Like Willie Beeman, for example. When you really think about what Willie Beeman was as a human being, is that really somebody that you want to like base your franchise on? Not exactly sure. Like, not you know, like you got your car cut in half by uh by Lawrence Taylor in that movie for a reason. That wasn't an yeah. accident. So, um, all right. Now, with that being said, other than Charlie, I think it's obvious who the who the next guy got to be. Man, any of y'all seen Draft Day? Either one of y'all seen Draft yeah, Day? Yeah, I seen. Yeah, I seen. yeah. Vontae Matt. Easy. Easy. <laughs> that man did not do nothing but play football. He did not care about nothing else. He just, hey, I love football. I love my family. I love God. Hey, that's you're my guy. A, a linebacker like that, all you want to do is, is take people's heads prototype. off. That's Gibbs oh. prototype. <laughs> I mean, think about it this way, bro. If you look at a lot of how teams get destroyed nowadays, it's not necessarily bad off the field moves. Like, Look at what happened to the Raiders, bro. They still made the playoffs despite the fact that their wide receiver took that whole speed demon thing way too far. Like, bro said, I run a 4-2, but hey, this car, this can run about 100. This is, we going to see, like, come on, bro. What's what's good? What's on your heart that, that got you acting like this, bro? <laughs> like, I mean, if it, you can go any sport, though, across any movie, I'm going uh, Billy Chapel from The Love of the Game. Hmm. Mm. I mean, he over, he over 40, give you 100 plus pitches a game, give you a perfect game at 40. I'm taking Billy Chapel. You know, that's, hey, that's another good one. That's another really good one. That's, what, who was the kid? Who was it? It was, was it Willie Hayes Mays? The the dude that uh, he could, he could steal any base, but he couldn't hit? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, that, I, think this, that was I was thinking. I was thinking about the, the one of the kids from Sandlot, not the main character, but the other one, not Smalls either. But one of the kids from the Sandlot was nice, bro. Like slept on, bro. I can't think of his name. Though. You started your franchise with a twelve-year-old, bro. <laughs> that was legit. Though. I mean, they, they, they weren't bad. Though. They weren't bad. But that hey, show here on Tiny smoked this man out of the batter's box. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he see that first 105 fly by his face? 
bro might really piss himself in the batter's box. Like, <laughs> yeah. But look, the grind, the grind start there, though. I'm going to just keep building him You're up. Not you know? You're not, not wrong. You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong. And honestly, honestly, Conway kind of became a... Yeah, he kind of became a dick as uh, the older he got. Like, uh, you know, there's there's arguments against that. But anywho, uh, let's let's get into the show. But before we get into that, we got to talk about the pod pick'em challenge because we are the pod that's trying to get you paid, folks. Again, we're giving you the opportunity to turn thirty dollars into one thousand. No, we are not engaging in any illegal activities. No, we're not expecting you to flip nothing. All we are asking you to do is be subscribed. For every single month from the start of next NFL for the 2022-2023 season all the way through the Super Bowl and beat all three of us at picking our three to five games every week. The more people that enter, the bigger the pot gets. So you you got a minimum of 200 on the line here if we get 100, uh, if we get 100 subscribers. But if we carry a steady 500, the winner gets $1,000, second place 500, third place 250. So keep that in mind, folks. We're trying to get you paid now. This, this is the part that gets you paid. This is, you know, we should be getting reparations because it's going to get real. It's going to get real intense in this <laughs> in here today. So if you was not expecting a Black History Month episode, today is that episode. But with that being said, like I said, we're the pod that's trying to get you paid. So come on. Come on, you go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Now, other than the pop pickup challenge, we got uh, a, a whole new world that is happening in the NFL right now. We have the the Brady, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, two of those retiring, one potentially being on a new team. Ryan Clark says Russell Wilson is not an all-time great quarterback. And we're going to play a game called How Bad Are They? On a scale of 1 to 10, we are going to rate how bad a player is. 1 being, ah, they're just going through a tough stretch. 10 being, they are cheeks. This is a hot two-pack. Get them off my screen immediately. I want them arrested for imitating a player. And... Other than that, we're going to talk about the black coaches hiring in the NFL, some uh, trades that we'd like to see. And Anthony Edwards hopes to be the face of the league in five years. Is it possible? Stay tuned for all that and more with Facts Over X. So uh, that sounds like a good show to y'all. Sounds good to me. Wonderful show to me. All righty. Well, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over X crew, the pod that's trying to get you paid. We got the money man in the mail to play Chris Allen in the building. Right, right here. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And then you got the little old MC, that is me. So, fellas, we're going to open this thing up by talking about Brady and Big Ben retiring. Now, in this, for the sake of being nice and congenial and classy, because we're real classy guys. We're, this is a classy operation. Can y'all tell me what one of your favorite moments is from... Either one of those guys, you don't got to say both, but either one of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it congenial and I'll say both because although uh, we don't necessarily, you know, a lot of people don't like Tom Brady on the field as a football player. A lot of people don't like Ben Roethlisberger's for, you know, a lot more serious matters. Um, but I will say one memory. I do have a big being is someone in the Super Bowl in Detroit because that's only, you know, Detroit really gets big events uh, in my lifetime. I think we had one Super Bowl, one WrestleMania, one NBA finals. So we really get big events. So the Super Bowl being here, big being uh, 
winning that year. Yeah, they won that year. And then, um, you know, everybody from Detroit was a fan of Jerome Bettis. So that's that's a dope moment to remember Roethlisberger by. Everything, you know, downhill from there. But uh, Tom, Tom Brady, I think my biggest Brady moment is um, – we, we can endorse sports betting on the show now because it's legal in most places. But the time that I was putting money on Brady, it wasn't. But that uh that win against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, because I had I'm, I'm not going to disclose how much of a bag I put on that game. But uh, that comeback and that interception at the end was one of the moments that was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not betting against Brady for the rest of my my sports watching career. Let me let y'all in on a fun fact about the Gibbs family coaching tree. And we were talking about this off air as to like why I do not coach. Okay. Coaching ain't for me, but also I figured out that it is not in my bloodlines to be a good coach. My father was a coach for many, many years. Do you know what his claim to fame was as a coach? Many people remember Jerome Bettis at McKenzie becoming an all American. Before that, I believe he attended Cody or my pops coached at McKenzie. I can't figure out which was which. But however it went, my dad looked at Jerome Bettis and said, you're too small and too slow. You will never be a good football player. That was was a, (laughs) a future NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah, real, real fun times in the in the Gibbs household <laughs> when I learned that story. Anywho, uh, Chris, I know you a Steelers guy. You a Steelers guy, so I know you got some moments yeah. for your boy. Give me, give me some favorite moments from those two, man. My favorite moment always and always will be a big Ben is them one yard QB sneaks in the end zone. I think he trademarked that. Other quarterbacks done it. None of them were as successful as Big Ben on that one yard QB sneak, man. That is a guaranteed play you can never stop. Like, everybody know in the Super Bowl, he scored with it. Playoffs, he scored with it. It's just something that Big Ben was good at, man. That one-yard QB sneak in the end zone, man. It's like nothing you could do to stop it. Teams would pack the line. Couldn't stop it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, this is tough for me because I, I don't My, rock with either one of these two. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I got to think, I got to think of a Brady moment. I mean, I being a Steelers fan, it's hard to like Brady. I would have to say his comeback in the Super Bowl against Atlanta, but that's typical. Everybody would say that. Uh, I want to say his first Super Bowl when he came in for Bledsoe and he handled it like real maturely at his young age. I feel like that 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 right there just shows a lot of Brady's character. He didn't put him down. He wasn't trying to like when he came back healthy. Brady went back to the bench and everything. So I respect Brady a lot, especially since I've been watching a Man in the Arena. It's actually a really good series though. You should check. Y'all should check it out. Well, y'all know me. I, I was born a hater, and I'm a hate until the day that I die. So, uh, I, I tried to rack my brain for a favorite moment of either one of these two, and I couldn't find one. I could not find one, so I'll give you my least favorite moment from Tom Brady. When he was with the Bucks. when he was with the Bucks, the last time that they played the Lions, it was right after they fired Matt Patricia, and he did something crazy. It was like, he was like 13 for 14 for like 300-something yards and five touchdowns, right? Now, mind you, this is like they had their – they had their – I want to say it was like their energy coach or something like that, as they called him. He was their head coach. And, um, yeah, they the, the Lions got absolutely destroyed, and everybody was like, Oh man, Brady's still on top. Like this is this just goes to show how great he is. And in my mind, I'm like, we got two people who have never called plays calling plays before. And then energy coach 
as our head coach. This this should be expected. This is what you should do. So, yeah, that's congratulations on those two on wonderful careers. Uh, May they go off into the night gently and, you know, stay out of trouble off the field, guys. That's just, you know, be good citizens of the world. With that being said, speaking of some not so good citizens of the world, maybe. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. So we got those two retiring and we have Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving the Packers. Fellas, do you think that Aaron Rodgers is actually leaving the Packers? And if so, where is he going? Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is leaving the Packers because I feel like we went through this last season and last season was a much more, it seems like much bigger of a deal last season than it did this season. And they figured and they, and they found out that they have a way to, if Aaron Rodgers is on the fl- uh, field, Devontae Adams is on the field, that they can make it work. And I don't think that either party, either Aaron Rodgers or Green Bay, is in a place to where they feel like they can break that apart. Because honestly, from the way that Aaron Rodgers is playing at his age, even though it's at an MVP level, he's found a home in Green Bay. The way that Green Bay team looks, the way they've built without Aaron Rodgers, I think both the player and the franchise be in a much worse position next season, maybe for the next few seasons, if they do happen to separate at this point in time. Mhm. Mhm. Chris, what you thinking? Is he staying put in Green Bay? I think he a monitor. Um I think Aaron Rodgers mentally is just like the, he know cuz Adams contract is up, up 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 as well, I believe. So I think that Aaron Rodgers mentally knows that in order to pay everybody to stay, they're going to have to make a lot of decisions, which he said. And I know he don't want to go through a rebuild. I think he'll retire before he becomes a Packer again, just off the fact that um, he really hasn't. I mean, he got a Super Bowl against the Steelers, sadly. But other than MVPs, Aaron Rodgers really just is a stat stuffer, and he doesn't win in the playoffs. Yeesh. It could, you could blame it on coaching. Yeesh. You could blame it on – but this year, Aaron Rodgers had the best team in football from top uh. to bottom. He had the best team in football. He had the best receiver. He was the best quarterback. He had a good O-line. He had a good running back duo. He had a good defense that didn't know how to play defense half the time they played, but I don't know why, but I don't know, man. Let me let me just say this, Aaron Rodgers. Cancel culture wants you to stay in Wisconsin, and they don't want you. <laughs> cancel culture and the, the um, libtards want you to stay. In Wisconsin, they you know where they really would hate for you to go, maybe a place like Nashville, Tennessee. They'd hate it. They I'm I'm just saying if you really the free thinker that you think you are, you know, what I mean, did you see how they was calling you throw Rogan? You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like to me, it is clear that um, if you got with the Titans, you could prove everybody wrong and, you know, leave the NFC North alone for forever. I think that that's, that's what would be, you know. It, it, AFC tough, though, man. It's a lot of young quarterbacks over there. Chris, Chris, shut up. Chris, you, you ruined the pitch. You ruined the pitch. Aaron, listen, I, I'm just – have you seen the Packers cap situation? They they bound for a rebuild. They I, I'm just – and you old anyway. You about what, 43? You 43. What 43-year-old want to rebuild? 43-year-olds don't even be rebuilding their marriages for real. Too many problems for a 43-year-old day out. So, Aaron, go on, man. Go on somewhere. You know what I mean? 
go 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 somewhere that appreciates you and puts you with really good receivers and whatnot. You know who got good receivers? The Titans. You know, and they got Derrick Henry over there. Yeah, think about that. Think about. Listen, I just don't want you to come back to the NFC North for real. But that's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> you know, he said that he was going to make his decision quickly. I think that he's out. I think that he's out. I I think that this. I honestly, I don't know. Like, I get that he has a list of players that the Packers didn't. He felt like they didn't give him proper reverence and like, hey, we should pick up this guy. We should keep this guy. Yada yada yada. But all in all, they put really good teams around, bro. Like. You can say what you want about them. They put really good teams around you. Yes, you're a great quarterback. You elevate the players around you. At the same time, they're giving you some amazing players. They're giving you one of the best O-lines in the game. They're giving you Aaron Jones. They're giving you Devontae. Like, you know, man. at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I, I think it's time for Aaron Rodgers to move on and go find greener pastures. I think it's time. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be gone. If he were to leave, fellas, where do y'all think his landing spots would be? Mm. Go ahead. And take I think that he one. would do the most dim- damage if he went to New Orleans because Jameis Winston had a season-ending injury and ended up telling how he gonna come back because this is like his third season-ending injury. Um, yeah. another team he'd do a lot of damage on is Denver. Denver would be scary for him. Very scary. And also, okay. he could always he could always decide to go to Florida and go to Tampa Bay Bucks because they got the cap space not at Brady. They do, they do, they do. So, they absolutely. That's true. Do. Yeah. Oh, that would be disgusting if Tampa Bay found a way to bring Aaron Rodgers. I but mean, they I, got that. They got the assets to bring him in, and it's really. I mean, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers. In my opinion, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is great as Brady, but it's honestly getting rid of. Getting rid of arguably the goat for still a top ten quarterback all time. I, I think the crazy part about that would be I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play in that shadow of oh right. Brady won one why can't you or you know like and honestly that defense is only going to get better like they they don't have to pay nobody yet all their guys are still extremely young like there's nobody on that defense who's due for a big payday so who Devin knows? White might be he might be. Not this year. Devin White got at least another year before his his contract is up. He's he got a little because Devin White got drafted what two years ago. So yeah, he's I, yeah. I, I thought it was his, it was three. It's three or four when you get drafted. Yeah, he he signed a four year. Yeah, so okay, he's four year. Okay, so he, he couldn't go nowhere even if he wanted to. He got to he got to sit there and play that out. That's you know. Hey, listen. All I'm saying is the the man is. Oh wait, nope, nope, never mind. Yeah, next year is gonna be the last year. They gotta pay him. In, right, that's in what I'm saying. Year. They gotta give him extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, but I knew but that's what I'm saying though. If they, if they, if they bring him on, if they bring Rogers on, to like, listen, we'll give you one or two seasons, whatever the case may be. Like, all right, cool. You gotta pay Devin White. That's one defender. That ain't too right. The, the Packers are like they cap situation is crazy. But they have they to gotta, pay. I think they gotta pay 17 guys to keep the same team. <laughs> They their cap situation is bananas, boy. That is nuts. They went all so, in. Mm, and they busted. Terrible. Pause, <laughs> of course. Pause. But yeah, no, that's 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 rough. That's rough. Uh I think again, I think the Titans really wouldn't be a terrible landing spot, but also I don't think the Titans got the bread to pay him. What are you gonna want? Like nah. that's just the reality there. Uh but 
I mean, you know what would really prove that you're one of the best, Aaron? I mean, if you came to Detroit and, like, won a Super Bowl or something. Like, you know what I mean? Brady ain't done that yet. You see what I'm saying? Like, Brady can't so say I, he did that. I know that <clears throat> I think that the Lions have the offensive line that would be good for Aaron Rodgers. Do you think they had offensive weapons for Aaron Rodgers to have a – Oh, no, absolutely. A, a absolutely. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is our best receiver. By <laughs> You know, like I'm a Russell Brown is cool. He he's cool. Like yeah, I, I'm not Devontae I, Adams. I'm not gonna disrespect right. him, man. He set a rookie record for players drafted in the fourth round or later. But like, you set a rookie record for players drafted in the fourth round or later. Like, yeah, you know those, what I mean? those, like are the, those are those stats you see on ESPN. Like LeBron exactly. Brown when he eats Subway on Tuesdays, he averaged 32 points. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> it's like. Eh, like it don't really count for real, like you know. But um, yeah, no, the Lions for sure do not have the weapons to uh, to make that work. But it, the wishful thinking, wishful thinking, of course. Uh, so the next thing that we got to talk about is is the Seattle Russell Wilson era over? Is that era over? Because people are saying that Russ fell off and that. That Seattle team traded away all that, uh, all of their future pieces for Devontae Adams and I'm not Devontae Adams, Jamal Adams. Yeah. Is it time for the the Seahawks to blow it up, including giving away Russell Wilson, and start all over again? At, at this point, I do think it's a good idea for uh, Seattle to blow it all up, rebuild, start over, especially after the season they just had. And when you have a player like Russell Wilson, who isn't in the nest, he isn't necessarily in a company of. Um, like all-time elite quarterbacks, but at one point in time, he was an elite quarterback. I think you have to get rid of a player like that before um, you can get nothing out of it. So even if it's something as simple as getting some some draft picks later in the draft that can turn into something or getting you a young project on that team, I do think that um, Seattle can be able to get that done because there's a lot of teams that's looking for a quarterback in the upcoming seasons, Rather, regardless if it's just one, two seasons to get them over the hump, uh, uh, a Denver, a New Orleans, um, a Washington. I feel like they can get some pieces out of those teams if they got rid of Russell Wilson right now as opposed to waiting. Okay. All right, Chris, what you what you thinking, man? Is it time? Do they, Listen, do they need to go ahead and blow it up? Listen, they need to blow it up, and Russell Wilson is still a, a, a elite quarterback. I don't care what nobody saying. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers at 38 years old right now. Russell Wilson is 33. You ain't you not telling me that Aaron Rodgers going into the next season at 39. You're not telling me he's light years better than Russell Wilson. I'm not I'm not believing that. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that. They both have won one Super Bowl. Yes, Aaron Rodgers got MVPs, but he's also had much better stuff around him through the end of his career when he started winning a lot of MVPs than Russell Wilson had. So Russell Wilson, they couldn't pay all the players to keep him. If they kept that core together, they would he would have been more successful. And he's been to the Super Bowl more times than Aaron Rodgers as well. So let's not forget that. Um, I think Russell Wilson could benefit a couple teams. The team I have in mind is obviously the Steelers. If he went to the Steelers, that would change that offense drastically. Because yeah. now you no longer can box boxing one um a rookie, Najee Harris. You can no longer do that because you got to worry about Russell Wilson throwing the football. You didn't have to worry about it being thrown the football this year as much. Then yeah, you don't have to worry about throwing it down the field at all. Right, right. Then if you play the pass, you got to worry about Russell Wilson getting out the pocket and getting up some yards on his legs. So 
I think that's the perfect fit for Russell Wilson, the Steelers. However, I know, I know, being a Steelers fan, he's not going to go to the Steelers in free agency, especially not with Sierra and his baby mama. I mean, his wife. She is, you know, big time in Hollywood. I think he's going to go somewhere where they agree on a pawn together because I believe he's a free agent, correct? Or is he? Um, I don't think he's a free agent. I think he, they, they signed him into one of those long term joints. Yeah. They um, they have to get rid of him if they're if he's gonna be okay. Going. Okay, well then, never mind. I I mean, even still though, they gonna ask him where does he want to go and try to make that happen for him because he did bring this team a Super Bowl. I think they got that much respect for him. Football yeah, is known for doing two, that to players. He got two more years. Yeah, football is known for doing that for players that win them a Super Bowl. So I think that they'll show him a little love. Hey, the mayor said rust to the commanders. What y'all think? Is it is it possible? Is it gonna happen? What y'all think? I mean, I mean it fits. I think it's a good thing if the commanders can get them, they would be a much better team than they were in the past few seasons. And I feel like what, what a what an awful team name. What just an <laughs> awful that whatsoever. But I think oh. it would be um I would think it'd be a breath of fresh air. And I think it could could revive it could also extend Russell Wilson's uh career as well to where he can have some more opportunities. For another few seasons after that, because he'd be 35 by the end of this contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this much, okay? And this is when I say that black quarterbacks and black coaches catch slander, that just does not make sense whatsoever. Russell Wilson is the perfect example of it, right? Has this man been just a, a world beating? Everything that he does is everything that he touches is gold type of guy? No. But the the things that he is accomplishing in the NFL, to me, the the player that he has been in the NFL, it doesn't make sense for people to 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 talk about this man the way that they do. Like it doesn't make sense. Let me go back to uh, two thousand and let's say two thousand and fifteen. What year did Russell Wilson get drafted? I want to say that was what twenty twelve. Was it twenty twelve, twenty thirteen? Um. It was 10, 10 or 11 years ago, I believe. Okay, so let's let's go back to 2010. Um, let me see here. I don't think he's on this one. So, yeah, so we're going to go to 2011. 2012, he came in. Okay, so he came in in 2012. Yep. I'm going to read you all his QBRs from each and every season, okay? 2012 was his rookie season, correct? Yes. Okay. Third, third best QBR in the league behind only Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. 2013, his QBR was eighth. 2014, his QBR was six. 2015, his QBR was, I want to say that was one of his worst years. 2015, it had to be like, what, 15 or something like that? Nope, I was wrong. Fourth. 2016, that had to be the 15 year then. Yep, 15th. 15th in QBR, okay. 2016. 2017, he was 10th. 2018, he was do, 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 11th. 2019, we're looking at 5th. 2020, we're looking at 8th. And 2021, we're looking at 9th. Like, I don't think people understand how long he's been playing at a really high level. Exactly. To say to say that he's not an all-time great quarterback, based on what? Like what what else is the man supposed to do besides go out there, win games, go out there, do effective things at quarterback? And mind you, mind you, 
Hey, real quick, y'all name me his best three receivers throughout this time. Real quick, go ahead. I, I'll Lockett. even give y'all one. I'll even give y'all one. Sidney Rice. I think Sidney Rice was Wait, no, he wasn't. Sidney Rice was trash with the Seahawks. So, all right, go ahead, Chris. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Lockett. I mean, Metcalf late. Yeah, but, Metcalf. Uh, uh, Baldwin, I want to say. What is that? Uh, okay, Doug Baldwin. There you go. There yeah. You go. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was trash yeah. with the Seahawks. Yeah, Sidney Rice did not uh, piss a drop. With Doug Baldwin, Lockett. I need one more. I mean, you could go ahead and throw in Metcalf, Metcalf? but but yeah, that's yeah, but that's, that's my what point. I'm saying. Metcalf, that's that's new though. I'm thinking, it's but something. that's but that's my point though. Like you look through his career, and none of those guys are first rounders. None of those guys are all pros. None of those guys are anything crazy. The only yeah, thing- I don't think Lockett and Baldwin are solidified Hall of Famers. I don't. Yeah. Oh no, neither one of them are sniffing the hall. What? Listen, dog. <laughs> the only way for them to go to the Hall of Fame is to pull up to Ken, like to actually physically pull up when Russell Wilson is being inducted. That's the closest <laughs> they'll ever get. Man, listen, all I'm saying is y'all, people love talking about, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers didn't have, oh, well, Tom Brady was bad with his last couple years with the Patriots because he didn't have no weapons. What did Russ have? They gave that man a 35, uh, not 35, but they gave that man a very old Jimmy Graham and was like, hey, bro, we we got you what you wanted. What what else do you want from us? Like, come on, dog. Like, this man, again, what, what else do you want from the guy? What else do you want from him? To me, it doesn't make sense to ask for more, but I'll tell you this. In terms of does it make sense to blow it up, it, it does make sense to blow that up for this reason. They have too many holes to be a Super Bowl contending team. If their goal is to win a Super Bowl, they cannot do it with the roster that's currently uh, constructed and with the draft picks that they have. They traded away way too much for Jamal Adams, which, again, seemed like a good idea at the time. They thought they were on the precipice of winning it all. And then then the Rams said, oh, no, 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 no. Y'all thought y'all went big? Let me show you how to really <laughs> leverage your future for right now. The 49ers, all of a sudden, they got good. They got really physical up front all of a sudden out of the blue. The Red, I mean, the Cardinals also are good in the beginning of the season. Shout out to Cliff Kingsbury. So the reality is, I mean, they just ended up in a in between the rock and a hard place. That's that's the reality where they ended up. So blowing it up, I think makes sense. I think it makes sense. And now we're going to jump from one Russell to the next because we're playing a game we like to call How Bad Are They? Again, a one being they just going through a little tough patch. They're going to get through it. Everything will be all right. A 10 being hot two-pack, trash, throw it out. This is garbage. This player Whatever bit of juice they had in them or this event, whatever little bit of juice they had in it is gone now. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Russell Westbrook, how bad is he? One to ten. And ten is they're they're terrible. Ten is the worst player. Like, that's Kwame Brown. That's that's what you got at ten. Westbrook, I'm gonna be seven. Mmm. Mm, okay. Okay. What you think? What you thinking, Chris? I'm going to go five because I'm going to go five because I think Russ is still a starting caliber player. I think he still can be a number 
three option on a championship team. However, this Lakers team is just poorly put together. They just slap some people, some names that look good on paper together. And I mean, this this is the first team LeBron has had when everybody cooked them from jump, like everybody did. Even that team when they picked up Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, and all them guys at the deadline, they was like, "Oh, we got a we got a better team. We got a better team than we started yeah. with because they had Isaiah Thomas in the boy." This is the first team that LeBron led team where everybody from jump said this is a bad team. It's not gonna fit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this, and I hate to be this guy. The way the Lakers are playing them, he had about an eight and a half. What I think he actually is, I think he's only a five. I think he's only he's only a five in terms of how bad he is. But the way the Lakers are playing, you cannot have him on the court trying to be ball dominant with that offense they got. You have too many other really good scores. You have too many other really good scores. And also, this ain't the same Westbrook that we saw a few years ago. He has not been the same since that Pat Bev incident where he tore his knee up. It's been a steady decline. And now we're seeing like the 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 worst version of him. Like, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough to to watch. You know, and oof. It's sad. Again, if they played him off the bench where, where I think he would be most effective, because it's not just the the inability to take care of the ball. That's not just the thing. It's the defense. It is so bad. It is. I have never, I have never seen an NBA player look more disinterested in playing defense. Like he literally just be like lost in space sometimes. The ball go away from him. He just be watching the ball. Yeah. And like everybody else, like, hey, bro, we we playing man defense. Y'all sure? Like, nah, because I'm I'm just asking, is y'all sure? Rush, your man just scored again. Like it is crazy. <laughs> so I think the way they playing them, eight and a half. But if you play them off the bench in spurts for instant offense, I think you're doing yourself and him a big favor. But when you try to start him, whoo, tough, 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 tough. All right. So the other team on the other coast and the other really huge city in America that everybody thought was going to be really good. No, I'm not talking about the Knicks. Nobody thought the Knicks were going to be good this year. Um, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets have lost seven games straight, or is it eight? Is it seven? Eight. Or eight? They lost eight straight. They have slid back to sixth in the East. Are they yep. they six in the East? How bad are they? Scale of one to ten. Um, the Nets are pretty bad. The Nets are exactly what at least I thought they were going to be because regardless of how much talent you have on the team, when you have three All Star players and two of them. We doubt their dedication to basketball more than often. And the other, although he has the argument to be the best player in the world right now, somebody that size and that length is going to be injury prone for the way that he plays basketball. And we've seen that Kyrie is in another lineup. We've seen that Harden is in another lineup. We see that KD is injured right now. When you're relying on guys whose best years were a decade ago, is, is going to be pretty easy for teams to go in there and, and just run them into the floor, which we've seen over these past few games. North, they're never doing right by Brooklyn. They're never going to do right by Brooklyn, okay? those are, That affordable housing is not getting built. I'm sorry. <laughs> they told Grandma and them they got to go, and Granny and them is not getting their crib back. So just let you know, <laughs> not happening. But with that being said, Chris, how bad are they? What are you thinking? Ah, uh, getting, 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 
I'm really gonna have to say this, man. No KD, no wins. I mean, simple as that. You got a part-time player. Your second option, your second scoring option in command is um, Kyrie Irving. He's part-time. I've never heard of a part-time basketball player till this year. I don't think there's ever been a part-time player except well, back for people in, that was plumbers and stuff back in the exactly. day. Back in, back in the day, they used to go to the war and like come back afterwards like, hey, yeah, like, <laughs> hey, I just got done with a tour over there in Nam, bro. Let me back on the court. And they'd be like, all right, right. So, like, so, so, uh, I, I just don't think that without KD being there, KD is like the glue. I'll say this. Harden, Kyrie, and KD played extremely at a high level when they all played together. Like we've seen two games this year, all three of them played together. Extremely high level, and they dominated the game. Wasn't even close. Except the night Lance Stevenson went off for one of the game. Then they ended up blowing them out in the second half. But Lance couldn't stop dancing that night for whatever reason. But um when KD come back, I think they write the ship. They definitely not gonna be in the play in, I don't think, when KD come back. Uh, unless KD go down. The turmoil with hard, which you're gonna get to, is just that's I think the locker room is just too much of a mess right now. You got too many old guys there that's disengaged and really just not not interested in playing basketball without KD being there. I think on the scale of one to ten, I think there are six in terms of how bad they are. And let me tell you why. There, this is like a, a hand of spades here because this is like a six with an extra three possible on top of it. Because <laughs> what did I say about this team from the jump? They had too many volatile players all in one space. Oh, they got too much talent. They'll figure it out. They're, listen, we have never seen players this volatile all in one close proximity. You're talking about a burner account at 28. You're talking about a man who you can directly track his worst performances with the best strip club cities in America. You're talking about <laughs> you're talking about a player who refuses to get a vaccine to play, although he has been vaccinated all of his life, basically. Again, there was too much volatility in the core for this team to ever, ever figure it out and be like, yeah, we good. We got this. I I knew it from day one, and now it's manifesting itself. I think that they're actually holding it together pretty well, all things considered. The reports are that Harden wants out. Um, that they're trying to figure out ways around the, the vaccine mandate or to try to they they at one point were developing a vegan vaccine for Kyrie. I don't know what happened to that, but <laughs> yeah, that was going on. And KD is busy responding to Stephen A. Smith on Twitter again. The this is who these guys are. None of this should be a surprise to anybody. All the things that we're seeing out of them, we have seen before. We have seen before. So why yeah. is anybody like, oh, what? the Nets are the, 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 what? Like, come on, dog. Like, in the words of my ads, Lou, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. When Harden forced his way out of Silas and played the oh y'all trying to downplay a young black man card <laughs> you forced your way from Silas to Steve Nash and you played that that's the card you play that's the one come on dog like this is who y'all are this is this is who they are so I mean honestly they have enough talent to where if they are all healthy all together they'll be alright but there's 
people don't realize if they actually do stay in the play-in as the number seven, y'all do realize Kyrie wouldn't be able to play in that game. Yeah, if, if they were the seven, Kyrie would not be able to. Play. Well, they could, but they would have to pay a lot of fines, a lot of fines. Well, more power to them. More power to them. I I hope they figure that out, but I don't think they will. Now, one to ten, fellas. This Pro Bowl, how bad was it? Um, I'm gonna go with a four. Oh wow! And I'm going oh. that because. If you think about it in the grand, I'm 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 basing this score off of what we expect from the Pobo. And although none of us really wanted to watch it, although um although football doesn't have the best way to like market their players on the field, I think all things considered, if you just watch the game from in a vacuum, it was pretty fun. Of course, it's a lot of things that can be changed about the Pro Bowl, need to change the structure. And if they want this to be a thing, this is probably the last time we should see the Pro Bowl in this format, two-hand touch in a professional football game is ridiculous. But if you wanted to take all of that away and just say, like, what's the game fun to watch? It was enjoyable to see the players out there play kind of leisurely, which is why... I'm basing it on that scale because I didn't expect much from the Pro Bowl to begin with. I'm going to jump in right here. And Chris, I'm going (laughs) to let you finish this off. That Pro Bowl was an 11 and a half out of 10. That was the worst thing that I have ever seen called football in my life. In my life. You are from Detroit, Michigan. You watched Joey Harrington and Dan Orlowski play quarterback. I'm, I'll take it even worse for you. I'll take it even worse for you. I have watched. I have watched the Southwest Warriors play the East Side Jets. The Southwest Warriors play the East Side Jets. You understand? And that wasn't this bad. No disrespect to anybody that played for either one of those organizations, but Jesus Christ, that wasn't this bad. Let me tell you what made this game so bad. To me, I'm a firm believer in if you're going to don't do it, don't do things. But if you are going to don't do things you don't want to do. But if you are going to do it, commit, commit, commit. Okay. anybody who knows me knows I love Micah Parsons as a player. Absolutely phenomenal. He made a, a big hit early in the game and the players gave some players gave him a talking to. And I'm just like, are y'all giving a player a talking to? For playing football? Is that... Huh? This is not... At this rate, y'all might as well just have like an all-star basketball game where like y'all still draft all the players, but y'all just have separate games. Like, oh, this is the big man game with all the offensive and defensive linemen. And this is the, the skill position game. And this is the big... That was the worst thing. I have, I have seen Thursday walkthroughs with more intensity than that game. I was, and I, I kid you not. I'm lying to you not. In college, the way that practice goes, each day practice gets lighter. Monday, normally you don't do too much or you might not practice at all. Tuesdays is normally your hardest day. Y'all are like banging and clanging, full pads, all that good stuff. Yeah. Wednesday, you take off the pants. Uh, you're probably going just the, the shoulder pads and you rock with that. Thursday, you might be pro pads doing a little like the full speed walkthrough type deal. And then Friday, you're going like, you know, people are in their shorts and flip-flops and all that or whatever. If they even... All right, let me not lie. 
Friday, y'all still got on cleats and all that, but it's no pads, no nothing like that. Y'all are like basically just going through. This is what they like to do in this. This is what they like doing this. We've drilled this all week, but this is what they like to do. I have seen Thursday practices with more intensity than that. I don't ever want to see whatever that was again. I don't. I don't. <laughs> that was disgusting, dog. That I can deal with a lack of execution. I can deal with, you know, these players don't know each other for real and they just going out there trying stuff. Sure. I can deal with a player or two laying off on a hit. Sure. That man, y'all grown men playing two hand touch, so. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. They're talking me- about the financials of it. And like, why would you risk millions of dollars for a game that doesn't matter? Sure. But if that's how you feel, do not show up. Yeah, like I said last week, just like the mayor said, I mean, I wouldn't be too upset if they just got rid of the Pro Bowl and just implemented, like just put on a day where they did the skills challenges and the quarterback throws and stuff like that. Because honestly, I enjoy watching those 10 times more than I like watching the actual Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that, that I I have seen some bad Pro Bowls. That one took the cake as the worst. Chris, how bad was it? Scale of one to 10. 15. 15. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Anytime Mac Jones ran to the end zone when he knew the it was a it wasn't even a, it was a dead play and did a, did a dance. Like yes, it's cute. Yes, it's cuddly. Yes, it's 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 funny to watch. But nobody hey, want to see Mac hold on, Jones. Hold on, we are describing football as cute and cuddly, man. Exactly, exactly my point. <laughs> exactly my point. That Pro Bowl was horrible, bro. They. They need to take a page out the NBA book. The NBA, what they did was they made, let you draft the players, for one. Then they also, the first three quarters, they take the, the score of the team that's winning, add 24 to it, and it makes the game stay close because you don't want to be down 30 going into that fourth quarter when the other team only got to score 24 points. So again, NFL, I- y'all need to do better because I probably won't ever watch that again. Ever. Again, I watched the I'm, first quarter yesterday. I, I couldn't watch the first quarter. I watched like three plays, and when I realized that they was like really doing two-hand touch as a whole thing, I'm like, all right, bet. If they start like actually hitting in the fourth quarter, I might. If people are saying they're hitting in the fourth quarter, I might turn on. But like, right. nah, this ain't it. Again, NFL, if you want the key, listen to me. Make that make the money that y'all are paying them stupid. Make it crazy. Do the exact same thing that the NBA does. Send the All-Star, send Pro Bowl weekend around to a bunch of different cities and and go ahead and let these guys go crazy and have fun. That's what you do. That's what you if you do that, if you if you tell these guys, hey, listen, if you show up and you dominate this game, and you, you know, I think that the player of the game. Or the, the MVP of the game should be a fan vote. I think everything else should be decided by a panel of either uh, pro football focused guys or or guys who do the, the rating and all that. I think it should be on them to say, hey, who played the best game of football? So was and there a point in time in which like, we thought the Pro Bowl was good, though? Yes. The Pro Bowl used to be some heat. I, but I'm thinking of it from the perspective. Of course, they wasn't doing two-hand touch because I remember watching the Pro Bowls. But at the same time, is that coming from a sense of nostalgia? And also, we feel like it was much bigger stars back then in football than it is Josh, now. Josh, yes. the first one where they did drafted, where you, it was players from the same team playing against each other. 
Derek Johnson, who was a linebacker, absolutely leveled Jamal Charles, who had multiple <laughs> concussions before that. He leveled his own teammate just because, hey, bro, you're on the other side of the ball from me. You you shouldn't have got drafted uh, over there. What year did the drafting start? I can't remember. I want to say it was like 2007, 2008. I, I can't even remember. Okay, because uh, I'm just looking at the viewership of the Pro Bowl, and it's just a hard thing to gauge. Because it's the the scale from year to year is just up and down. So that hit that Derek Johnson on Jamal Charles hit was in 2014. That was in 2014. So yeah. Josh, they they used to have a game. It used <laughs> to be football. Again, I'm not I and, and far be it for me to tell these men, hey, listen. Even for the like little 35K or the Mercedes-Benz truck or whatever that you win, if you're the MVP, y'all should go out there and go crazy. No, that's stupid. Throw a couple million out there. Throw a couple million on that table. Put it on the floor and see what happens. Michael Parsons still on his rookie contract. So is Justin Jefferson. You think them two wouldn't go duff for that two mil? Okay. You're right. All right. All right. I, uh, and listen, if the quarterbacks are like, well, I don't want to risk getting hurt because they're tearing guys' heads off. Good, you loser. Stay out of the game. <laughs> somebody else somebody else is going to be willing to step in for you. Or y'all could even make it like uh, like how college and high school NFL practices are. Don't touch the quarterback, sure. But still let guys rush. Still give a guy a sack if he clearly – he runs by the quarterback in a way that you know this quarterback is going to get sacked if he actually hit him. But everybody else, y'all are live. This is happening. People are going to get hit in the face violently. Again, we just described this game as cute and cuddly, dog. <laughs> cute and cuddly. <laughs> I tore two Achilles and a bicep tendon. I had one concussion. Um, my thumb does this weird thing where it goes way too far in the opposite direction of my hand. I didn't do that for a game that was cute and cuddly. <laughs> you with the weenie head general to fix the Achilles, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> man. And, and you know the sickest part? I never wanted to be that back in my day guy. And they making me that guy. I'm disgusted. I hate my, I hate that I have to look in the mirror tomorrow and say, I just went on T, I just went on air. And back on my day, them guys, I'm disgusted. I can't believe it. The last thing, which is going to segue us right into our next segment, NFL hiring practices. How bad is it on a scale of 1 to 10? 9.9. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I and that, that point one only comes from the fact that are we surprised? We live in a world now to where things, uh, boys clubs, as you want to say them, are finally being put on the forefront. And that's not only something that's happening in football, but that's something that's happening all over professional sports, something that's happening in corporate America. It's something that happens at whatever Starbucks you go to in the morning to get a a cappuccino. Um, But something about the NFLs and sports hiring practices in, in general, need to change, but I feel like the NFL is at the forefront right now because there's somebody out there directly speaking about the hiring practices that they personally went through when they were trying to get a position uh, with with these teams. Okay. All right. Chris, what you think, man? One to ten, how bad are they? 
I'm gonna go eight only because you know my boy is still the coach. Only reason they give us him, so I gotta give him some slack. This man said, long as Mike Tomlin in the building, we got hype. <laughs> we got our one, boys. We he, got our one. He holding it down for us, man. Do you know what's funny? He's a Super Bowl winner that's never had a losing season, and we still be on edge like, hey, bro, they, is they going to get tired of, bro? Like, what's going on? <laughs> that's like, what I'm saying. As long as they keep him there, I got a little bit of respect for him. Man, man let me tell you, I'm giving them, I'm giving NFL hiring a solid five. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The thing is, a lot of people don't realize this. Yes, the the racist hiring practices do hurt the coaches a lot. But you know who they hurt more than the coaches? These franchises. Imagine being the Texans and sitting there and saying to yourself, Eric Bieniemy, Josh McCowan. <laughs> Brian Flores, Josh McCowan. Hmm, Lovey Smith, Josh McCowan. By the way, um, Josh Guyton and Josh McCowan have something in common. They have names. both coach. They have both. Oh, besides <laughs> the names, besides the first name. Well, all right, let's go like this then. Josh, Chris, myself, and anybody listening to this has one thing in common with Josh McCowan. All of us have coached the exact same amount of time in the NFL. Josh McCowan has never even been a quality control assistant, never been an intern, never been an offensive coordinator, never been a quarterback's coach, a receiver's coach, a tight end's coach, an offensive line coach, a defensive line. He's never coached a single. He coached at his son's high school for two years. Tough. If those are the qualifications it takes for you to be the favorite for an NFL job, my main man, he was my left tackle. I was his left guard, David Dawson, that I played next to in high school. That is my brother from another mother. He has coached high school for more than two years. So at this point, Bill Belichick, when you leave, get ready because Big Dave is coming for that spot. <laughs> Since two years is all it takes. Since two years is all it takes. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, dog. Come on. That's that's terrible. That's terrible. That I just, I don't understand what, like, can anybody explain that to me? Can anybody explain what the thought is about Josh McCowan that anybody would say, it makes sense? It's the NFL, and it's a boys club. So, I mean, before we, before we get into <laughs> what qualifications and he it, has, it's about who he knows. And again, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Again, I gave it a 5 for a reason. Because guess what? Y'all don't think that the Texans are going to be hurt by this in the long run? If you're a fan of the Texans, how do you continue after this? How do you, like, do you, are, do you really think they're invested in winning? For real? You think Not so? Not at all. You think so? If you're a fan of a lot of these teams that are doing everything they can, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep it a bean with you. If I'm a Cardinals fan, <laughs> when they said, Hey, I know what we need. We need a college coach who could not win with a Heisman winner, arguably the most talented quarterback ever. He couldn't win with those two. That's the guy I want as my head coach. Yeah. Bro, anybody on God. In the audience that does not know who Josh McCown is, where you were kids and you did fantasy drafts on Madden, you saw Stafford sitting there and you was like, wait one more round to get Stafford and then he was gone. Josh McCown is who you had to pick after that. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, he still wasn't there then because even then you would take De- uh, Jake DeLone. Now, if you had to take oh, McCowan, hey. <laughs> if you had to take McCowan, you was really messing hey. around. Hey, g- give, was, me, give me Mark Bolger before you give me Josh McCown. You looked up there and you said, wait a minute. So you telling me that I could get Vontae Davis at corner in round 15 or Josh McCowan? Give me Vontae. Give me <laughs> You telling me I could get Ray Mawaluga or or Josh? You know what? Hey, Josh Mc... Mark Jedikowski kick power don't look that bad. Let me go. It really don't. <laughs> it's not crazy. I can see it for real. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, with that being said, um, and again, look at some of these other teams and look at who they're hiring. Y'all don't think that these teams are hurt by this? The only one that truly makes sense to me. The only one that truly makes sense to me is the Saints. They hired their defensive coordinator. I get it. You want a guy who's in-house. The Saints had some great things rocking defensively. It makes sense. Sure. Everybody else, explain it. Come on. Tell me Tell me in, in graphic detail what went into that thought process. Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to know how all of a sudden it was, well, uh, offensive – coordinators with offensive head coaches don't call the plays. Well, how does Doug Peterson keep getting these jobs? Come on. Somebody tell me. He got hired from being Andy Reid's offensive coordinator to the Eagles. Lost that job. Got hired somewhere else. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. All I'm saying is, at some point in time, somebody got to explain this. Somebody got to explain it. Again, it's not just these coaches' careers being hurt. These teams, congratulations. Y'all just earned yourselves very high in the draft uh, with going with these guys that y'all are going with. Anywho, of the nine coaching vacancies, I believe all nine are filled now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, all nine are filled. And um, the Jags hired Doug Peterson. The Giants hired Brian Dable. The Raiders hired Josh McDaniels. The Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel. The Bears hired Matt Eberflus. The Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett. The Vikings hired Kevin O'Connell. The Saints hired Dennis Allen. The Texans hired Lovey Smith. Now, Lovey Smith uh, and Mike McDaniel are two um, black coaches who were hired. For Mike McDaniel, I understand that race is more uh, phenotype than genotype, and, and it's based on what you look like, but... Mike McDaniel has the pictures of his father to prove uh, that he is, in fact, black. So there's that. Uh, he's a quarter black. So I guess that's what we're doing now. But anyway, um, long story short, those are the coaching hires. Brian Flores has recently sued the NFL uh, because of racism in hiring practices, which actually got started because Bill Belichick texts uh, Brian Flores, hey, congrats. Congratulations, man. Uh, the Giants job I heard is yours. He texted the wrong Brian. He thought he was texting. <laughs> he thought he was texting Brian Dayball, and he was texting. Uh, he was, in fact, texting Brian Flores. This was well before Brian Flores' interview. He did not get the job. And so Brian Flores is suing. With that in mind, fellas, what do y'all think about this Brian Flores situation? I mean, he he definitely has a case if you look at <clears throat> just the coaching carousel that's currently in the NFL. If I'm not mistaken, there is currently head coaches in the NFL was one, correct? 
Black? Yeah, Tom. Uh, it's two now. Well, a three, I guess. Three. <laughs> yeah, but it, hey, it's hold just on. Can a... somebody can somebody pull up a picture of Mike McDaniel for us? So so that the crowd has a reference here. Do we do we have that on hand? Can we is there a way to show we, we, this? We can do that. We can do that. All right, Josh, can you put that up on your screen? I, I just want I, I just want our viewers to see this. Um now the comparisons that were made as far as who he looks like were, and I quote, Neil Brennan and Theo Ash, the TikToker, um, <laughs> with a beard. Theo Ash with a beard, both of whom very much so white, very much so white. I have not heard him compared to any person of color, let alone any black person. But uh, we're we're gonna we we want our viewers to see this, so they so y'all know we ain't lying. So y'all know we ain't telling no tall tales about what this man looks like. We we gonna give Josh a second here. I sprung this up on him by surprise, so I'm sorry, y'all. We, we did we didn't have the graphic loaded. All right, did you? <laughs> he's did, up. All right, he's up. Yeah, that's what he looks like, folks. That is Mike McDaniel, the biracial head coach of the uh, Dolphins. So there's that. Anywho. Uh, Josh, what are you thinking about these coaches hirings, man? What are you thinking? Oh, my, not logic. Not lo- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so Brian Flores definitely this definitely has a case, but at the same time, with a lot of things in America in general, I feel like it's a matter of giving it time. Um, for the old guard to work his way out and hopefully just get some new practices in here because. The reaction to the the reaction to this lawsuit of Brian Flores had going on is one hiring Lovey Smith, who of course is a qualified coach, but at the same time, I would also say in, in modern football, Lovey Smith is probably the most recognizable uh black head coach. So I feel like it was two things where they say, here you say we have these issues, let's go ahead and fix it. You hire arguably the most recognizable black head coach out there, and then you hired another head coach who you know, I'm not here to judge anyone's blackness, but he put a, he, <laughs> he, um, I would, I would just say that man probably came to Thanksgiving dinner in Kensei cloth. <laughs> right. And, um, so, so I think it's a much bigger issue and I don't think that the immediate reaction is going to solve it because if you're just hiring black head coaches for the sake of hiring them, is it going to, it isn't going to solve the issue. What you need to do is make sure you go through a better vetting process and actually go through the process of getting eligible head coaches as opposed to hiring your friends or hiring, you know, gimmies or, or, you know, here, go ahead and take this to try to solve an issue that is much more deep rooted than just a few hires. Chris, what do you think it is, man? Do you do you think he has a case? Do you think Flores has a case here? Yes and no. I mean, this is America. Football is the number one sport in America. Are we really surprised? At the end of the day, this is America. Football is the number one sport in America. That's just my take on it. That's all. I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to say nothing and get us banned off Twitch. But this, uh, this is America. Football is the number one sport in America. Do y'all, do y'all, here's my take on what, yes, Brian Flores has a case, but here's the only thing that will change this. And it's not going to happen overnight. And it's actually probably never going to, well, it may happen eventually. The only way to stop this from happening is to get different owners in. 
That is the only way to stop this from happening. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Ken, how do you get different owners in? I don't know. Being an NFL owner is one of the greatest get grifts in all of like human history. Do you, did y'all know that like NFL owners don't have to put up virtually any of the money to like build their stadiums, relocate? They don't have to put up the money for that. The cities do it. The municipalities pay for all of that. And the owners are just chilling back like, hey, if y'all don't want to build it, it's all right. We can leave. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can always leave. Look at what the Rams did. Look at what uh, look at what the Raiders did. Y'all had to plan on a baseball field. Guess what they did? They left. <laughs> like that's it is amazing to me that like you're like, hey, I have so much money. I can force you to give me money from the city or I'll leave. Like what? That is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. And it's. It's very interesting to see. It is. It is. But again, the only way to get the change rolling is to make that happen, because at the end of the day, these owners like they can hire who they want. That is their prerogative. That is their right as owners. And overwhelmingly, people tend to uh, resort to, quote unquote, tribalism. Also a word that rhymes with facism uh, to to. select and pick the folks that they want to lead their teams and to build their teams, despite overwhelming evidence that there are not only qualified candidates, but some of the best candidates are the people who were in the game. And guess what? The NFL is 70% black as far as the athletes. So, you know, and guess what? If you look at some of the greatest GMs of all time, people talk about how greatly the Ravens were built, how greatly the Ravens, you know, who was the GM behind that? The Wizard of Oz, Ozzie Newsome, mm. one of the greatest tight ends of all time. A black man. When he put that together, he played for the Browns. You know who could have used a great GM for all those years that he was with the Ravens? Oh, the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, they might have could have used one. They might have could have used one. But again, the fact of the matter is simple, right? Like, I am never going to be the guy who says, oh, Black folks need to get a job just because they're black because that's that's stupid. And to me, it it takes out room for uh, actual improvement and actual equity. But the reality is I want black coaches to be judged fairly. I want them to be given a fair shake and a fair shot. We watch black coaches get tasseled with the worst of everything and expect it to win. Uh, the, the head coach for the Cardinals before Cliff Kingsbury had Josh Rosen as a rookie. And they were like, hey, bro, you ain't winning enough. So, like, you got to go. Who could win with Josh Rosen as a rookie? Who could do it? Who? Who? You give the next quarterback a Heisman winner that never lost in high school. Literally. Kyler Murray went like 52-0. In college, he went on to win a Heisman. And go to the college football playoff. Kyler Murray is a lightning rod for success. You know where he hasn't seen a wild amount of success yet? On the Cardinals. So, long story short, I think this is very clear. Um, these Brian Flores has a case. And the only way to change that is to get rid of the current coaches that are in there. 
That's that's I mean, not the current coaches, the current owners that are in there. And I don't think that that's going to be happening anytime soon. One last topic before we got to get out of here, fellas. The the trade deadline is here. Okay, and a lot of people are saying, hey, the Nets need to go ahead and just get rid of Harden. It's that time. It's that time. Tell me, do y'all think Harden is getting traded? And are there any other trades that are on your trade wish list that you're just like, this needs to happen? We've seen some fairly significant trades already, like Levert going over to the Cavs and things of that sort. So tell me, what is on y'all trade wish list and does Harden get traded? So quickly, just so we can wrap it up. No, I don't think Harden is going to get traded. He needs to, but it seems like the only trade out there right now is Harden for Simmons. And I, don't, I think Maury is too stubborn to do a trade head up, which would be smart. But I think he's going to try to squeeze in more pieces, maybe a pick, maybe a Patty Mills. But I don't think Brooklyn's going to fall for that. Um, anything on my trade wish list? Yes, I would like to see the Lakers completely restructure what they have. Um, you got to get Westbrook out of there. It's kind of hard to get rid of that contract. But I think a prime trading market, which is something we've talked about off the show is Sacramento. You can get picks out of there. You can get Buddy Hield out of there, which is shooting, which the Lakers need. You can get De'Aaron Fox, which is a ball handle, something the Lakers need. You can get uh, you can get Bagley, which is something the Lakers don't necessarily need. But athleticism and and so, somebody willing to go get the ball is something that they need. They have players who are athletic. When you have you know uh, players that's been playing in the league 10, 15 plus years. They are very lethargic guarding the pick and roll, getting back on defense, getting into the paint, fighting for 50-50 balls, getting extra possession as all offensive rebounds. Okay. Chris, what you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go quick too. Portland, I know we we know y'all confirmed y'all doing a rebuild with y'all last trade. Y'all trade your way coming <laughs> to the power. We know. Please let Dame go. Please. I beg you. You will trade Dame for anything. You could trade Dame for seven picks. I don't care. Just trade him, please. Please. I do not want Damian Lillard talent wasting anyone in Portland. Pacers, please just trade Sabonis, Brogdon, and Turner. They will. You could trade them all three different teams. They will impact the league in many ways. I was looking at trade scenarios where the Lakers got Brogdon and Miles Turner and added that instead of Russell Westbrook. The money you was the Pacers would have to throw in a little bit more to get Russell Westbrook money to match up, but you can give them some scraps and a pick, and I think that makes the Lakers better. You had Brogdon and um, Turner. Um, another team I want to make a move is Philly. I want them to pull the trigger on Ben Simmons because Joel Embiid is in his prime. You can go out there and get a guard. That can fit well with Joel Embiid. That's not named Ben Simmons. You have potential chance to win a championship this year, especially the way the West is looking this year. Phoenix is looking like the best team out West other than Golden State, who Golden State has been banged up pretty bad this year, and they still haven't updated us on when James Wiseman coming back, so they ain't going to have nothing for Embiid nowhere. Because Draymond, I love your defense to death, but you ain't got nothing for Embiid. So if they able to get a guard over there in Philly, it will get tough. The Bucks look like a shell of themselves. I want them to make another move because they kind of seem kind of complacent after they won that championship. They got and on that AD plan. They said, I want a chip. I ain't got to do nothing, boy. I'm done. <laughs> and I got one request. Miami, this could be y'all year to win the East. Y'all just need a little bit more size, I think. Dwayne Dedman, I ain't trusted him in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Bam. I trust Dwayne Dedman. I ain't trusted. So you go make one more move and get y'all another big. I will have more faith in y'all too. Hey, OKC, go get Russ. Go get him. 
Y'all are bad. Y'all are a bad team. Y'all got all the picks in the world. Y'all got all the draft capital. Y'all got more first round picks than the old lady who lived in the shoe had kids. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go get Russ. It'll get y'all some ticket sales. People will get all excited. Ooh, Russell Westbrook is back in town. Yay. And it'll be cool because everybody was like, oh, Russ was loyal to the end and all that. And um, Lakers, y'all need something. Y'all need. Yeah, go get Lou Dort or something. Go get whatever y'all get. I promise you, whatever you get for Russell, you're not gonna downgrade. I promise you. I mean, anything you give from OKC, it's gonna be like somebody is gonna be a rotation piece, bro. Exactly, a, a good rotation piece, a guy who knows his role, and it's just like hey, you know. Anywho, um, uh, players are selling for pennies so far. So uh, Pistons, go ahead and get in that. Get Jeremy Grant out of there. Get him out of there. Yeah. We're a bad team. He's got some value. Go ahead and, and get some more future pieces. Go ahead. Go, go get some more of that. You get in on some of that OKC action. Y'all get in on some of that Kings action. Go get get Jeremy Grant out of there, okay? Anywho, that's that's all we got. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. And before we go, do not forget about the Pod Pick'em Challenge. We are the only pod giving you a chance to turn your $30 into 1000 Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,